0: Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you wish, you may follow along with some reflective questions that frame the outline of the sermon. Take notes in the back or simply allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you throughout the message. Good morning. Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the Messiah of the world. It's interesting, many times people say, I only wish for God to give me what I deserve. So my answer to that person is, do you really want God to give you what you deserve? Think about that for a moment. For hence the prayer of the church is found in our liturgy is Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, who? Lord have mercy. But today I'd like to talk to you about something a little bit more serious about injustices. Have you ever been treated unfairly, rudely, been given the short end of the stick? And I ask your mind to go back to some rather painful memories when maybe you just were not treated appropriately. Has life given you injustices, those things that aren't fair? And have you ever cried out for justice? Ever been oppressed? Ever been picked on? Somebody stole something from you. Somebody robbed you of a position. They took your place. They treated you not just quite fairly. Injustices. I'd like to ask you, what's the greatest injustice? If you had to pick an injustice that you would not endure, which of these would they be? A criminal harms someone and gets off free. Being born with deformities, like Mary a paraplegiate. Being born blind or with spinal bifida. A loved one being killed by a repeat drunk driver. Friends in Christ, the reason I bring that up is during my pastoral ministry. I've had occasion to minister to people who had to deal with that. Let's continue. An unfaithful spouse. Which injustice is the worst? Being mocked, lied to, and slandered about. Losing a child or a loved one too soon. And you can pick your own, I'm not going to ask you to speak out loud. Have you ever experienced any of those injustices? Or maybe you have some that you could add to it. Life isn't fair. Where has God been? I've been treated unfairly, and I'm angry, and I'm hurt. Life just has not been fair to me. I've had to deal with injustices. Even David, the king, even David who was promised that from him would be the king whose kingdom would endure forever. Even the handsome, the know-it-all, the very talented David had to deal with injustices. And this is what he says when he writes his poetic words in Psalm 73. Can you read them with me? Even David, King David cries out and says there's injustice in the world and God, aren't you aware of this? Pride is their necklace. Why does it seem that evil people prosper and people who want to do what is pure and right and good, they suffer and they deal with injustices. You ever felt that way? Why does it happen to the person down the street who doesn't believe in God, who has nothing to do with God? Why do injustices come my way? And that is the cry of David. Maybe you've cried that as well. Perhaps reading Psalm 73 from God's word as we heard about the Gideons, God's word might bring you hope and a different perspective. The classic movie, it's a number of years old, the film The Fugitive, it's really based upon a real story, not of Dr. Richard Kimball who plays in the movie, but Dr. Dennis Shepard who was a Cleveland doctor who got accused of killing his wife even though he claims to be innocent, and the evidence leans toward being innocent. In the movie, Dr. Kimball comes home and he finds himself wrestling with a man who killed his wife. And then he's taken to the police station... And he is accused of murdering his own wife. Talk about a double standard injustice. Here, someone comes into his home, kills his wife, and he, an innocent man, is convicted. An innocent man demanding justice. And as you see in the picture there, his cry, you find who? You find this man who killed my husband. The rest of the film is all about him seeking justice. Seeking justice for the injustice that happened to him, both thrown into prison as a hardened criminal, as a murderer, and then losing his wife in justice. And so when we talk about injustice, I'll take you to the parable that was read to you in the gospel lesson. Now, let me share with you what a parable is. A parable is an iron fist inside a velvet glove. Whenever God speaks a parable, he's delivering big-time truth, and for some people it hurts. God's word does offend. Uh, but a parable is not. <laughs> a parable is not a nice story for nice children in a nice classroom by a nice teachers, sort of a nice thing. That's not what a parable is. A parable is an iron fist inside a velvet glove. And in this parable, there is a widow. And in those days, widows were sort of stepped upon. They didn't have a husband to provide for them. There was no safety net. There was no social security. There were no pensions, no one to buy them anything. They are sort of left to fend for themselves. Much like orphans. And many times people took advantage of widows. Widows were considered outcasts. So hence our Lord calls people in Scripture, look after the widow and the fatherless. And here is a widow who somebody stepped upon and she was dealt an injustice. Much like King David or Dr. Richard Kimball or you and I have dealt with injustice. And every day she goes... To the judge. And back then, judges sat on lofty couches and they were surrounded by secretaries who accepted bribes to hear them. You mean, well, the judge was sort of corrupt. Have things changed much? <laughs> no, never mind. Sorry. And if the widow who is rather poor and has no one to speak to her. She needs to give a bribe to a secretary for even the judge, known back then as a Cotty, to hear her case. She has no hope. And the only thing she can do is day after day, she goes to the judge and she complains day after day and complains about her case, her injustice. So we really can't call this the parable of the persistent widow. We really can't call it the parable of the unfair and unjust judge, even though the judge didn't care about God or men. So let me go a little bit more into that, this parable. Now, now once again, if, if you follow through with the parable, eventually the judge is worn out and says, "Ah, just give her what she wants and get her out of my hair. I'm done dealing with her. So let's talk about this parable. But this parable is not about the persistent, nagging widow who finally gets God to cry uncle. And that's not what this parable is about. This parable is not about the godless and unjust judge who self sufficiently caves. That's not what it's about. The parable is not about how prayer can get us to get what we want, and God answers all prayer. So if you want a bike, you want a car, you want a new house, keep on praying to God, eventually he'll cave in. That, that's not what this parable is about. But what this parable is about, it is about, can you read that verse with me? Because Jesus sees the godlessness out there. Jesus sees people who don't trust in him. Jesus sees people who don't care about God. He understands the unbelieving world. That's what this parable is about. What the parable is also about? The reality of a messed up sinful world that seems in a path of godless destruction. you ever felt that way? Have you watched the news for a number of years? Felt like throwing in a towel, says the whole world is just messed up. Doesn't seem to be any hope. That's sometimes how I feel. Now the parable is about, well, will people have faith? Is the world messed up? But then the parable is ultimately about this. Can you read it with me? So friends in Christ, for those of you who are dealing with injustice or had deal with injustices, God does hear your cry. God will deal with that injustice. He will provide justice for you in his time and in his way. That is God's promise. What else is this parable about? God will make ultimately all things right. For some of you over the years you've shared that your favorite Bible verse is Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Let me review it with you. For God works all things for the do a little better than that. For God works all things for the what? For those who love him are called according to his purpose. For we believers know that ultimately God is going to bring justice in his time and in his way. Justice always wins with God, either in this life or in the world to come. And that's the point of the parable. God's not like the unjust judge who doesn't care about God or people. He is a just and loving God who cares for us deeply and he will bring us justice. Where then is justice? Now, I'm not going to try to get political on you, but we hear a lot in America about inequality and injustices. And I'm not here to get into a sermon about the political particularities of that about inequality and injustices we hear a lot about that but friends in Christ what I can share with you if anybody desires true justice and true equality there's only one place where it's found that's in the cross because Jesus died for who? and everyone freely if someone really wants justice that's where it's at for Christ died once and for all look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's where justice is. Freely. That's where equality is found. That's where we're all equal. We're children of God, made in God's image, and Christ died for us all equally. None of us can take our good works and boast in heaven. That's where true equality and justice is. Where then is justice? Well, Jesus was the ultimate victim of injustice. Lied about, spat upon, beaten, wore a crown of thorns. Even his disciples when he was arrested did what? deserted him. At trial at night, which is illegal. Even Pontius Pilate said, I found no guilt in this man, but yet caved. Jesus knows all about injustice. He even bore our iniquity. Scripture says that he who knew no sin took our sin. He knows all about injustice. And then the ultimate justice story. God vindicated him through his death and resurrection where justice is given to all who we are redeemed and justified and given His righteousness and His justice, friends in Christ. So if life seems to have given you and me a lot of lemons, if life is filled with injustices and life just stinks and nothing is fair, God will make all things right. He'll bring us justice. He'll bring us redemption. He'll give us His righteousness. He'll give us His eternal peace. So my advice on justice... The Stockdale Principle, what? It's called the Stockdale Principle. It's really a military principle. Let me explain. Admiral Jim Stockdale was a Vietnam War prisoner for nearly eight years and beaten over 20 times while in captivity of the North Vietnamese. And he came up with what's called the Stockdale Principle, he's an Admiral. What's the Stockdale Principle? Well, you know who he is. He spent eight years as a prisoner, North Vietnamese prison camp, beaten over and over, Even in prison, I'm sorry, even in a prison camp when you're an officer, you're still an officer in prison. You still reside and rule over those soldiers who are underneath you. And this is a Stockdale principle. He wasn't an optimist. He saw too many prisoners who died from a broken heart. Oh, I'm going to be released after Christmas. I'll be able to go home. No, no, if I just wait, hold on until Easter. Then the American army will come and rescue me. No, if I just hold on for another year and a half, the Vietnamese will say I spent my time, I'll be able to go home. Oh, maybe, maybe, no, I'll just wait till July 4th. He saw too many prisoners who got their hopes up to what? High, and they died. They died of a broken heart. So, Stockdale principle says this accept the reality of the situation, no matter what the injustice is. No matter what the injustice we face, and I talk, we talked about that earlier. Someone who got killed by a drunk driver, there's a physical uh, defect on being lied about, being slandered about, no matter what the injustice is, accept the reality of the situation and don't get your hopes up too high. And remain, he remained faithful that by grace you'd prevail in the what? In the end. So you and I, in spite of the injustice in this world, God calls us to be faithful. You've heard in Revelation chapter two, remain faithful unto death and I'll give you the What? Crown of Life. Jesus talks that when He scatters out the seed of the word, as you heard from Gideon's, some falls on shallow soil, some falls among thorns, some eaten by the birds, but yet some falls on dark dark soil. Be faithful. Remain faithful. Remain faithful. The interesting thing about him, in spite of his situation in prison camp, what did he do? Spent his time helping other prisoners. Accepted the reality of the situation. He never got his hopes up too high. Says, This is it. I can only help my other prisoners. Friends in Christ, if you feel that your boat is far from shore and you're being rocked and rolled all over the place, the best way to bring it home is to help somebody else bring their boat home. Save for shore. The stock deal principle. When injustice faced reality of situation, know by grace. Ultimately, God will bring justice. If not here, then where? Great is your reward all unjust punishments, all those injustices that we face on earth, God will square away in heaven. They'll all be made right in heaven if God doesn't make them right here on earth. God will bring justice to his chosen people. Pray without ceasing. Trust in our loving and gracious Lord, our judge who hears us. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? Jesus, lead thou on till our rest is won. Heavenly leaders still direct us, still support, console, protect us, till we safely stand in our Father's land. And, all God's people say, Amen.